Uh, just a couple of remarks before we get going. Um, you know, it's been a, a, a good week for us uh, getting kind of familiar with what a preparation week is like. You know, we've got a, like most teams, we've got, um, you know, an advantage right now for us because we get two weeks. We get a dry run at it, which is good because we can walk and talk. And one of the things that, that uh, you kind of forget is that we haven't been together as a staff in a preparation week since we've been here. So for us, it's been really, really good. For the players, I think it's been very informative. Uh, I think it only help us as we move forward. It kind of gives us a chance to go through a dry run. Um, you know, obviously we're preparing for South Dakota State. Uh, Coach Stiegelmeyer, man, that guy has been really good. Uh, he, he has had a great career there, very successful, uh, and you can see why when you watch the video. Uh, I think they went 9-5 and five last year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they, they played in, in, a, in a playoff game. Of their five losses, they lost to Missouri, who won the SEC East. I played against those guys last year. I know they had some guys. They lost two games to the eventual national champion. The other game they lost was the other team that was in the national championship. And then they lost to Youngstown State in a three-point contest there. So these guys are a talented football team. Um, you know, perception and reality for some people, you know, we go on perception. Let me tell you something. These guys are good. They're a good football team. They execute at a very high rate offensively. What they do is, is very sound, and they do a really good job of what they do. Um, defensively, same thing, very sound. Uh, those guys are going to line up good. They know where they're supposed to be. Everybody's on the same page. Uh, my hat's off to him. He does a really good job. It's going to be a great challenge for us. There's no doubt about it. They are a good football team. I've had to watch their tape for a long time now, and I'm, I'm, I'm really tired of watching it because every time I watch it, I see them do something even better than I thought they did before. So it'll be a great challenge for us. There's no doubt. Really good football team. Um, with all that being said, the focus for us, even though it's a preparation week, has still been on us. It's still been the focus on us becoming better at what we do and the things that we're trying to do with our program. Um, examples are things like handling stressful, adverse events that are going to occur in the game. So when we put them in those situations now, they know how to handle them. They know how to react. They weren't there for the first time out there on the big field. So putting a lot of time and effort into that. Um, you know, we're talking and stressing and expecting to be comfortable in uncomfortable settings. And the only way you do that is by putting them in those positions and then they got to go earn that real experience out there on the game field. So we're trying to prepare them in every way that we can. goes right along with the idea of we feel like we can become a lot better team by becoming a smarter team. And that's one of the things we're putting a lot of time into. Uh, we're continuing to work situational football to make sure that uh, we are always aware of down and distance. We're aware of situations. We're aware of the environment, field conditions, weather conditions, everything that goes along with trying to be prepared for what could be thrown at you, variables. Uh, there's a lot of time being put into that. So much, I mean, we're doing lots of things right now that are unconventional, like, you know, wet footballs that we'll be snapping later on today and uh, making sure that we can do it in the kicking game and we don't let those things become a, a distraction, that we just continue to work because we're, we're aware of them. Uh, you know, and then finally, one of the things that we're putting a lot of emphasis on right now, obviously, is handling unusuals. Everybody in the country is doing it. Uh, and, you know, obviously what we mean by unusuals are situations that don't come up very often that maybe sometimes are not deemed important until they're important. And we want to make sure that we're ready for those unbelievably important moments, uh, onside kick return, uh, onside kick, uh, sky kicks, all the different things that come along in the kicking game. 
um, when to advance a block punt, when not to. You know, what, what are the, some of the things that we do to make them a smarter team so we become more efficient when those things happen? So that's really what we've been doing. Uh, you know, I will say this. Uh, we've got to do a better job as a team of handling variables like changes in the system, changes in, in, the, uh, in the practice format. You know, it was a natural break. We're going into preparing for an opponent now. Uh, we've got to be better than we were yesterday. There's no doubt about that, and I know we will. Uh, after yesterday and after going through that practice and me talking to them afterwards, uh, I know that they'll be better. Uh, there's, there's no way to learn better than experience, though. So we, we experienced it, and I expect it to be much better today. Uh, same thing with everything else. we got to put this stuff on the field and make sure we're prepared as we can be. So with that being said, let's take some questions. How detailed can you be in, in game week preparation, or, or how detailed are you? Are you doing exactly what you'll do? I mean, even – even film and, and things like that, uh, how, how much can you actually take that this week? Yeah, we, we are simulating a game week of preparation, so it is it is a carbon copy. The one thing that is a little bit different is there, the tempo might be just a little slower because we're doing a little bit more talking and explaining, which, you know, that happens. You got to make – you know, I hear a lot of stories about one of the coaching greats here, Glenn Mason. He worked with Coach Sumlin, and Coach Sumlin would always say that if something went wrong, Coach Mason would always say, did you tell him? And that seems like a novel idea, but you'll be surprised how many times maybe I, I haven't communicated well to those guys. And, you know, I can yell and scream at them all I want, but really at the end of the day, uh, i got to point my finger, the finger back at me. We have got to do a great job as a staff communicating what we want and what it looks like. And that's really what this week is about. Uh, we're still trying to strain them because it's come something new, it's different, uh, which is good for us, though. But... It was good for us to learn. A lot of new things going on, just like everybody else in the country. People starting school for the first time. You know, our guys just broke camp. They got their freedom. They've, they've had their cars back for the first time. I mean, just a bunch of bunch of new things. So it was good for us to see how they handle it. You've got that whole new game preparation thrown into the mix, and you're still working on yourselves. Uh, do the yours and the assistants' hours get even longer now? When, what are those hours like? What's an idea? What time does the staff show up? What time do they leave? And can they just leave when they get their work done? Or how does that all work? Yeah, we we uh, our our hours are going to obviously extend now, and and they were they were probably you know long already, but <laughs> they're extending a little bit now, obviously because we've got some other things that we're trying to plan and get ready to do, and we get a little bit more film to do it. So as these next few weeks go on, those weeks will expand even more. Now, the great thing is with technology now, there's a lot of things that you can do even away from here that make you a lot more efficient. Um, a typical day for us is our coordinators will, will have their guys in here whatever time they decide. But at 8 o'clock, we break and everybody goes and they take their kids to school because we say that I believe you can't get that time back. And we know we're not going to get it back on the back end at night because we're going to be up here. And I know I'm not going to be able to get guys to leave to go home when they got stuff that they just came off the field with that they want to get fixed. So we build it in up front. So uh, school starts a little later here for us. A lot of our kids are in elementary schools. Um, some of them are in middle schools, but most of those stop, start a little later. So we did used to meet at 8.30. Now we don't meet till 9.30, but we're up here working, and then we leave, go get them. We spend time with our kids and we're able to get them to school each day. So we get at least some quality time with them. And then, obviously, we work a full day, 
And then when we're done, we come in and we, we, we obviously we, we break down the tape and we make sure we got all of our corrections made. Uh, we do not meet as a staff at night. I'll just walk up and down hallways and stop people and ask them about this or that. And uh, then we'll, we'll reconvene again later that next night. All of us have roles, uh, me, me included. There's things I'm doing at night that, that I have to do, and they're, they're doing things that they have to do at night. So, and for us, uh, we don't guard our desk. It's about getting the job done. Um, we hired the right guys. So lots of times I have to run them out of here. I mean, one of them doesn't have a, a couple of them don't have kids, and I have to literally tell them, you need to get out of here every now and then. That stuff's not going to change. So uh, we've got the right guys here. And Dave, Steven Sims was a guy that looked like he was very highly recruited by other major D1s. But what, I guess, how did you guys find out about him? What was the process? Knew a lot about Steven because of, uh, you know, I was at A&M. We were, we were recruiting him at uh, A&M for a little while, just – I think the thing that helped us get him was he's not a 6'4 receiver. He's not a real tall guy. But uh, I really enjoyed watching that guy mature. You know, um, I'm always jabbing him about hitting that freshman wall and hoping to try to prepare him for it. Uh, but he's done, a, he's done a really nice job. We, we run him a lot, you know, uh, and he's had a couple of, you know, issues with, with uh, you know, hamstrings and things like that. But he's never let it – he hasn't missed a rep, which I've been very impressed with. Uh, he is a talented kid. We knew he was good when the last place I was at. And as soon as I got here, we got on him real quick. But he had a couple other places he could go. And, but I had a good relationship with his, his mom, his dad, and him. So I think that helped out. When will you uh, do captains? We'll, do, we'll vote on captains Friday. We voted on leadership, cap, uh, leadership council on Tuesday, uh, which will be a, deciding, make, uh, a decision-making body for us in a lot of ways. They'll help me with a lot of things. Uh, this is their team, so they're going to be heavily involved in the things that we do uh, within reason, obviously. Uh, but we will decide on what we consider want to be one of the the biggest uh, things that you could ever receive in your college career here, which is to be called a captain at Kansas. So it's uh, we've been talking to them about it for a couple of weeks to make sure that they're not just putting the name now, that they're really thinking about it. Man, I t <laughs> so you're the one doing that story. That's great. Uh, what a great story. I mean, I don't know if there's been a lot of stories done on Leap, but you could literally write a book is what you could do. I don't know if uh, just one story can get it all in there, but, uh, you know, he's coached here longer than anybody. And when you ask him, he'll tell you, I've been coaching DBs here for 45 years. Uh, he doesn't forget a number. He knows that. Uh, he knows just about every player that's ever come through here, and he knows them by name. He knows just about every coach that comes through here. He knows them by name. Uh, he is a unbelievably loyal, loving Kansas football fan, coach, player, everything that he's ever done here. He is, he is uh, everything is all in for him at KU. He does not like Missouri or Kansas State. I know that. <laughs> but he uh, – he, he is a guy that uh, puts in a ton of work behind the scenes that people just do not know about. The things that he has done for us, not only what he does for us with the work that he does, but really kind of the, the environment he helps us create here. Our guys, guys that were here 15 years ago, I think George Massack has been here 18 years or 13 years, I don't know how long, but he can tell you, he, those guys come back and they all want to see Leap. Everybody wants to see Leap. He's, he's the most popular guy around, there's no doubt. And he has always given me the proper coaching advice. He, he lets me know pretty quickly 
what we need to do, particularly when it goes to, it pertains to K State. <laughs> Anyone who kind of paid attention to you guys like marketing and Twitter and that this year has kind of noticed that it's been a change ever since you've kind of come here. So I guess my question would be, was that kind of was that a plan by you or was that more um, more of kind of just came out when you came here and it, it kind of happened naturally? Well, uh, I, I would say that that is a that is a recruiting uh, requirement nowadays. Uh, you, you're either doing it or you're getting passed up by other folks. And understanding all of the different media outlets that are available to you that really help you kind of stay compliant. You know, because of the rules that we have with the NCAA, there's certain things that are compliant and certain things are not. And fortunately for us as coaches, uh, Twitter and Facebook and some of the things, uh, some of those different tools are compliant for us to be able to communicate with guys. Uh, and also, you know, it helps us understand them better. It really does. And I talk a lot about rolling over at 2 o'clock in the morning. And, I mean, I just wake up at 2 o'clock, and I'm going to roll over and take a look at that Twitter. And lo and behold, there's some guys that we're marking off our list because of what's said there. But there's also some things that I'm learning that are good about guys, to be honest with you. Uh, so, uh, boy, it's a very valuable tool for us because our, our, our scholarships, we say they're worth X amount. But what we don't talk about is all the other money that gets spent on them that people don't don't talk about that, in my mind, goes upwards of, you know, it could be you could literally spend half a million dollars on each player over a four to five year period if you factored everything in. So these are very important decisions. So getting to know these guys is very important. And that's a big reason why we put a lot of emphasis on that, getting to understand them. But also we're able to get out who we are and be able to put ourselves out there and let kids sh see for themselves what it's like. Because uh, lots of kids can't just drive on and fly all over the place. They just don't have the funds to do it. So it helps us bring our university to them. The, the other day you, you mentioned how you're not going to be able to redshirt many skill position guys. Do you have, do you have any plans to redshirt anybody, or how, what's your overall thinking on that? Well, we'll make a decision on those quarterbacks in the coming weeks. Um, but. You know, Maryland a couple of years ago, I think they went through four or five quarterbacks. So we don't let those guys prepare their mind like that. We don't tell we don't tell those quarterbacks that you're definitely going to redshirt. You need to be preparing whether you're working over there on that on the offensive field or you're over on the on the attack team field. You need to be preparing like you're going to be the starter because Maryland taught us a few years ago, a couple of years back, that at any given moment you could be down to your fifth, sixth guy. So we talk a lot about that. Uh, if a kid is not ready physically and he's not ready mentally, we won't put him in position to get out there and not be successful. Uh, there will be some skill kids that, that will redshirt this year, uh, albeit I don't think it will be very many, to be honest with you. If we can keep the shirt on them, be able to be, uh, have enough depth to be able to do what we need to do in all three phases, then we'll do it. But um, I don't know how much of a luxury we're going to have with that. You'd like to redshirt one or two of those QBs if you can. Uh, but you just don't know how that's going to play out yet, and I won't know for a couple of weeks. What's the status of Jeremiah Booker? Last one. Uh, I'll tell you what, we'll go two more because I know you got one too. Status of Jeremiah Booker, he's working back. Uh, unbelievable work ethic. Um, very respected by our team. Very respected by our team. Um, he will be back here. I would, I'd be shocked if he's not back by the Rutgers game, to be honest with you. I'd be shocked. If he's not, it'd probably be pretty quickly after that. So hopefully we got him for conference. Yes, sir. Monday's 
most of our guys already know where they stand because of what field they're working on right now. But they also know that they can be moved, moved up from that scout team or attack team field. We talk to them about being attack teams. Or they can move down. Uh, we've, we have had one day of full-out practice, and there's guys going down, and there's guys coming up today. So we, we figured out real quick how guys could handle that prosperity or how guys handled things that didn't happen well and what they were going to respond to. So you know what? It was a great example for us to be able to learn from that. So we'll have some guys that will learn, either good or bad today. Uh, but as far as the rest of the quarterbacks, they know that there's a battle for that next spot and then the spot after that. So uh, right now we're still in – we're still able, because we've got our starter named, we know who that guy is, we're still able to continue to evaluate those other guys. Okay. We good? Yep. All right. Thanks a lot, y'all. Appreciate it.